Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. If you just clicked the link on my webpage or you're listening on blogtalkradio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call. The number is 347-326-9470. Oh, need a minute to get something to write with? But don't worry, I'll give the number again right after the commentary. Or if you like, you can Twitter me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we got a great show for you today. We'll be right back after this. Well, we've got a special show for you today, guys. Um, King Street with Christopher King is a show dedicated to informing and educating you on prospering in the new economic downturn or digging yourself out of your own personal crisis. Either way, you've got questions. Well, Christopher King has got answers. Christopher King, welcome back to A Measure of Truth and the show that's soon to be called King Street. Thank you, Michael. I'm glad to, it's glad to be back. I'm glad to be back. Uh, looking forward to discussing uh, D.C. or D.C. metro area local state real estate news and information pertaining to how to purchase a home, how to save your home, and just credit and financial tips along the way as well. All right, great. Well, well, let's get started. What do you have for us today? Well, today we have a very exciting show. Um, I actually have three guests that I'm actually going to be interviewing. I'm going to be interviewing a real estate agent by the name of Trevor Otts with Haven Realty Centers to talk about the home buying process, uh, what steps he's using to uh, work with his clients, his philosophy as it relates to um, real estate transactions, which I believe is rather unique and interesting. Also, another guest I'm going to be interviewing is a Jerry Brown from McLean Mortgage to talk about qualifying for a mortgage so home buyers will understand what are the steps that's necessary and required to uh, obtaining a mortgage with criteria lenders are looking for uh, to make sure that homeowners or home buyers are properly prepared before they go out and talk to a lender and talk about developer programs that are out there right now for first home buyers. It's an excellent time to purchase real estate, and we really want to get that information out to individuals, and as well as clear up a few questions concerning um, 
the process and what's required credit score wise financially and things of that and things of that nature. All right, I also great. have um I also have some other guests um actually going to be interviewing some actual home buyers in the process of purchasing a home just to talk with them to find out uh what are their thoughts, uh challenging uh feedback and just what they think about uh going through this process as well. Oh great. Well, who's up first? Well, first we're going to have uh Mr. Trevor Ott. I believe he's online. All right, Trevor, are you there? We got to find out what line he's on because he, the board has shifted. Okay. Trevor, just speak up when you're Okay, try one more time, Trevor. Okay, Trevor, um are you there? <laughs> I guess we got to move on to our next guest. I've got all lines open and no one's responding. Okay. Um well, while the guests are getting on, let me begin oh, to talk a little bit about someone just came on. Is that you, Trevor? Yeah, that would be me. Okay, great, great. Go right ahead. Yep, I am officially logged on, guys. Okay, awesome. Go ahead, Chris. Take it away. Okay, Hello, Chris. Trevor? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, well, Trevor, listen, I want to welcome you to King Street. Um, again, our show topic today is to discuss the home buying process. I've introduced you to the callers or to the, um, the listening audience to let them know about Haven Realty Centers and your unique way and perspective of how you help and assist home buyers with the home buying process. Uh, would you mind telling the uh, listening audience a little bit about yourself and Haven Realty Centers? Well, um, let's see. always a little difficult to talk about yourself. But uh, we formed uh, Haven Realty Centers uh, about six years ago. And uh, we formed it with the unique concept that we wanted to put the uh, customer first. Uh, myself, I came out of a sales background. And uh, actually, prior to uh, opening up Haven Realty Centers, I had worked at uh, Coldwell Banker for a little bit. And then afterwards, I went and I worked at um, Remax Colonial Homes. And while I worked at those two different real estate companies, you know, I noticed that um, there were not too many real estate companies out there who were really customer first. And um, I think that most of those companies were really uh, consumer first. So um, I decided that we were going to start a, a new real estate company. And uh, at Haven, we don't really consider ourselves to re- be a real estate company as much as we consider ourselves to be a movement. And it's a movement to create real estate professionals that are more service-driven as opposed to being commission-driven. And I know for me, myself, whenever I think about uh, people who are commission-driven, I think about used car salesmen and people who don't care about the customer. But whenever I think about people who are um, service-driven, I think about police officers and teachers and nurses, often people who service our community every day, but usually are underappreciated. So the first part of the Haven movement was really to create real estate professionals that were service-driven first. Uh, in addition to that, um, Haven Realty Centers is this movement to create real estate professionals that are more concerned about the welfare of our customers. And I know that um, six years ago, we were very concerned about um, the possibility of foreclosures um, for our customers. And I guess it became somewhat of a self-fulfilling prophecy because uh, at that time I found that uh, a lot of real estate professionals were more concerned about their profits as opposed to um, the actual customers themselves. And um, as we look forward into the foreclosure mess that we're in now, um, we see a lot of the blame game going on. We see some people... Uh, they blame the real estate agents. Uh, some people, um, they blame the banks, the uh, mortgage companies. And I think just about everybody blames Congress. <laughs> but I, I, well, I, think, I think the reality is that all real estate professionals who are in our industry, myself included, share some blame for the foreclosure mess we're in now because, for the most part, um, 
concerned about the welfare of our pockets versus the welfare of our customers. So well, the final well, mission. Go ahead, Chris. I cut you off. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Mr. Oz. Uh, what what I wanted to ask you is, now, what are you seeing right now in the um, in the real estate market from a perspective of home buyers uh, and working with home buyers as it's changed uh, with this new real estate market that we're currently in? What are you seeing differently now? Well, I think that we're starting to see greater disparity between the haves and the have-nots. And um, the the problem that we're running across in industry now is that we um, have a, a, an atmosphere of um, fear amongst the have-nots where those people who ordinarily wouldn't get a chance to purchase a home due to a lot of things that you see on the news and hear on the radio, um, it's made them very fearful, almost like a turtle inside their shell. And actually, this is the best possible time for uh, people to actually purchase a home because although it may be a terrible time in the real estate market for um, sellers, it's actually an excellent time for purchasers. But instead of the new purchasers taking advantage of the market that we're in right now um, due to all of the negative media publicity, they're actually not taking advantage of it. And the people that we see taking advantage of it are the half, the people who have money and cash to immediately buy properties who drop significantly in value. So, you know, you may see a person uh, come in, an investor, and see a home that was ordinarily valued at 250000 step in and buy that house at 90000 because they are aware that the market will eventually come back. The problem is, is that the have-nots are waiting for the market to come back, and when the market does come back, they'll still be a have-not because they will not be able to afford the home. So if uh, being able to afford a home has been your primary concern um, over the last couple of years as it pertains to own a home, this is the perfect time. This is the time when you're supposed to get into the market. So what we're seeing is we're seeing people doing the proverbial clutching of the purse, holding on for dear life. This is the time for them to get into the market. Well, let me ask you this. Now, I know that in working with you, you have a very unique way that you approach the home buying process. Would you mind sharing that with our listeners? Well, I, I think that, you know, when we're talking about dealing with the home buyer, I think that the first and foremost thing is I think that uh, they need to be informed, and we want to make sure we get that information to them. And I think typically as salespeople, the very first thing we want to do is figure out what we can sell the client. But I think that what we need to do is figure out first what the client's needs are and do we have a product that the client actually needs. So my uh, perspective is that uh, we bring clients in for um, a home buyer uh, orientation or uh, we bring them in for what we call a buy counseling session. And at that buy counseling session, uh, we go through all of the things that you are going to experience uh, in the home buying process. In addition to that, we go through all of your needs and we evaluate where you are in relationship to your home ownership needs. Um, and I think that in, in real estate, it's, this is a time where we should be slowing things down, uh, where we should uh, almost, you know, you have to take a class to be able to drive a car, but you don't have to take a class to be able to buy a house. So in Haven, uh, we would not take you out to view a home until you've gone through a series of orientations. And in those orientations, we go over um, the tax liabilities and the tax advantages of owning a home. We go over budget counseling. We go over credit counseling. We go over housing counseling. We make sure that you have to take a series of classes before you make this important decision because for a lot of people, this is a decision that you're going to have to live with for, you know, on average five years and at the, uh, at the maximum 30 years so that there should be some things that you should be thinking about prior to entering into the home uh, ownership uh, process. In addition to that, um, what makes Haven unique is this, is that the majority of the real estate uh, community, um, we look at um, the customer in this way. Um, we'll get, let's say, 100 people that come in to uh, purchase a home. Well, the statistics show that if 100 people come in to purchase a home or to a home ownership orientation, only about 10% of those people will be able to purchase. 
Now, the problem with the real estate community is we focus all of our services and we focus all of our energy on that 10%, and it leaves that 90% underserved. And so in Haven, we have products to serve the underserved community. And so uh, looking at it like a business model, if McDonald's had 100 people coming into their business and only 10 decided to uh, buy something that was on the menu, McDonald's would have to reevaluate their business because that would mean that you either don't have something on the menu that the people can afford or you don't have something on the menu that the people want. And I think that what has to start happening in the real estate community is we have to start looking at do we have products on our proverbial service menu that the client needs and do we have a product that the client can afford? Because when you see 90% of the people leaving back out of the doors or you see 90% of the people failing to be able to purchase a home, that tells us that there's something terribly wrong with our real estate uh, community. So to that end, uh, Haven has developed tracks for every type of homeowner, meaning if you're a homeowner and you come in and you're ready, well, of course, we have a product for you. But if you're a homeowner and you come in and, let's say, your finances or budgeting or you don't have enough money to purchase a house, well, we have a track for you that's that is designed to help you get yourself in financial condition to be able to purchase a home. If you come in and you want to purchase a home but you can't get a home because you have credit issues, well, we have a track for people who have credit issues so that we can uh, get them ready to be homeless. Okay, let me, let me so, ask you questions about your different processes. Now, what do you um, – you talk about having different tracks and – the fact of homeowners being properly prepared. But what I want our listener audience to really understand, what would you say if we had to begin to talk about the home buying process and logical steps, what would you say would be the true definitive first step that a prospective home buyer should start with? To get their expectations in line. And I, I think that the first step, well, to get your expectations in line is I think that you should attend a home ownership orientation. Uh, one that's maybe sponsored by a local real estate company or one that's sponsored by one of the nonprofits. And I think that as you start to evaluate that, the very first thing that a person needs to evaluate is do they have realistic expectations. Funny thing is that, um, you know, as people get ready to purchase homes, um, generally they come in and they usually fall into one or two groups. Uh, they usually fall into group number one. And uh, group number one believes that the most important thing necessary to purchase in a home is having perfect credit. And the problem with that train of thought is this, is that we've seen people come in with 700 credit scores and 800 credit scores and still not be able to purchase a home. But conversely, we've seen people come in with 600 credit scores and 500 credit scores and be able to purchase a home. So what we know is that the most important thing is not the credit. And, you know, you get other people who, the other group where they believe that the most important thing necessary to purchasing a home is really having plenty of money. But we've seen people come in with 401K plans and thrift savings plans and insurance settlements and $100,000 in the bank and still not be able to purchase a home. And so what we also know is that the most important thing is not the money. And so the real question that has to be answered is whether it's not the money and it's not the credit that's the most important thing, then what should I as the consumer be focused on? And the answer to that is you should be focused on having realistic expectations. If you have realistic expectations, then you're going to be able to get a home. But if you don't have realistic expectations, you're not getting a home no matter what your credit situation is and no matter what your financial situation is. So the first thing we have to focus on, Mr. King, is um, having uh, realistic expectations. Okay, excellent. Now, um, the next thing I want to get our listening audience to understand is when they talk to a real estate professional such as yourself, what would you recommend as possible suggestions that they um, should do as far as selecting a real estate professional? What would be your advice? Um, I, I think that the first thing is we're going to have to all understand is that it can be a little bit intimidating talking to a real estate professional. Because, you know, when you come in with salespeople, uh, we're going to put on a suit, we're going to put on a tie, our cufflinks, our favorite dress, our, you know, 
we're going to have our heavy pen for you to sign out a bunch of documents. You know, we're going to have out some lollipops and coloring books for your children. And the thing about it is we're, we're probably going to throw at you some industry jargon, some words that you may have never heard of, amortization table. And I think the thing for the consumer to remember is that they're going to have to remember what their goals are when they come in there. And uh, prior to getting your goals in mind, the other thing you want to keep in mind is this, is that you don't work for us. We work for you. And that if you understand that up front, then you'll be able to have a better experience with your real estate agent. So when you're going in to meet with your real estate professional, you have to understand that what you're doing is you're basically contracting out an employee for the purpose of finding you a home. Now, if you know that you have an employee, then you have to lay out some clear objectives and goals that you want that employee to accomplish for you to feel satisfied as the employer. So here's three goals you probably want to lay out. When you go in to meet with that real estate professional, here's what you want to tell them. Hey, I want to get the most amount of house that I can get, but I want to get this thing done for the least amount of money out of my pocket. And I have to get this thing done for the lowest monthly payment. I'll say it again. You got to get the most amount of house you can get for the least amount of money out of your pocket and for the lowest monthly payment. And if they can do that, then you should be working with them. But if they can't do that, you you should not be working with them because they're not going to pay your bills for the next 30 years. And so I know that in real estate, oftentimes we go with friends and family members and things like that, and oftentimes it can cloud the fact that purchasing a home is a financial decision. So go in before you sit down, before you drink the water, before your kids get the lollipop, before you get the heavy pen to sign a document. Tell them, hey, Mr. Real Estate Agent, I'm, uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. But before we get to talking, I need you to know what I'm here to accomplish. I came here to get the most amount of house I can get, for the least amount of money out of my pocket, and for the lowest monthly payment. And if you can do that, I'm working with you. But if you can't, i got to work with somebody that can help me achieve that goal. Okay, excellent. Now, um, we have about one more minute, but I want to ask this question before we transition to our next segment, and that is this. What are you seeing out there? As far as uh, would you say the average price? I know you work in the Prince George's County, Maryland area, uh, D.C. area. But if you could just kind of quickly summarize, uh, what are you seeing out there as far as the average price of a home um, for a first-time home buyer? And, and be uh, specific, such as you know, three bedroom, two bath. We if we use that as the um, details, what would you see the average price of a home out there? I think the average price, I mean, the statistics say that the average sales price is around about 232 but on the local level, I think that the average price is really around about 180000 uh, and that will put them in a reasonable price range uh, to be able to actually afford the home, and that's what the average homeowner is looking for. And something uh, to be aware of when we're looking at homes in that price range is realize that a lot of the hundred and fifty thousand and hundred and seventy five thousand and a hundred and eighty thousand dollar homes, these were formerly homes that were two hundred and fifty thousand and formerly homes that were three hundred thousand. And although they had dropped in price, a lot of these homes still carry the tax burden of a home that was two hundred and fifty or three hundred thousand. So although they may have dropped in overall price, um, the taxes on that property is still uh, probably higher than a home ordinarily that price. So I would say is that if you were looking to purchase a home for two hundred thousand, then maybe you want to lower that number to one hundred and eighty thousand to account for the fact that there's still going to be higher taxes on that property. And overall, the, the main thing that you want to do is you got to get your you got to get your feet wet. You got to get your foot out there. You got to you got to start trying. And if you're a new homeowner, you're really trying to get yourself into a house. This is the market. There's never been a better time for a person to actually get themselves into a home as things are now because one of the things is that when you start looking at the news and you start to see the fact that a lot of the government are um, short on cash, well, remember that a large portion of how your government is funded is by property taxes. So there are a lot of incentives, incentives out there to get new homeowners into homes. 
Okay, excellent, Mr. Otts. And I'd like to thank you for your time and your comments and your excellent advice. We want to move forth, but I would like to ask you to please uh, remain online because we're going to have some callers and they may have a few questions. Sure will. Thank you. Now, that was our talking, that was King Street talking to Mr. Trevor Otts from Haven Realty Centers. I wanted to give you all a uh, real estate broker's perspective on the home buying process. Our next guest is going to be Mr. Jarrett Brown from McLean Mortgage, and he's a lender, and he's going to talk about what home buyers are going to have to deal with when it comes to meeting with a lender as far as qualifying criteria. So, Mr. Jarrett Brown, are you available? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm here, Chris. How are you doing today, Mr. Brown? Doing okay, and yourself? I'm doing great. Welcome to King Street. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, I know we've done some couple of transactions together, and I, today I really want to give our listening audience an understanding of, first, what is the interest rate, um, the average interest rate that you're seeing right now that a home buyer would be pretty much um, expected to receive when they apply for a home loan? The interest rates right now are ranging between about 4.625 to roughly 5%, depending upon you know whether you go with a conventional loan or an FHA or government loan. Um, those rates, you know, can vary about an eighth, depending on the lender that you choose to go with. Okay. Okay, great. Now, let me ask you this: What do you, what would you suggest that a home buyer uh, be prepared? How would they, how should they get themselves prepared before they come out and talk to a lender? You know, I think the first thing is really to to see where your your credit profile falls. And then, um, so essentially, you know, I normally recommend that a customer, you know, goes and talks with the lender and at least try to get pre-approved before, you know, they jump out there and start looking for a home. Um, that way, once we pull your credit, we'll see where you fall and what type of loan you, you qualify for. In addition to that, um, you know, we can take a look at your employment history and your income to see how much of a house that you can qualify for. So once you're armed and ready with those two things, then you would have the ability to go out and, and call Mr. Ott and go out and actually take a look at um, look at some homes in your price range. Okay. Now, I know there's a big myth out there or a big misunderstanding that home buyers believe, but is there any charge in talking to a lender such as yourself? No, not at all. That's, um, you know, it's actually a free uh, consultation when you sit down with a lender you know, there's no fee at all, um, and, you know, by any means, you're actually not even obligated to stay with that lender. Um, you know, as any lender will tell you, we would love for the customer to stay with us, but, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, that doesn't always work out to our advantage. Um, but, yes, uh, it's free of charge, and, you know, any lender, most of the time, any lender would be willing to help you out and, and Put you put you on your way to to purchasing your first home or purchasing a home. Okay. Now, what are some of the things? Um, now, you mentioned credit. What is the normal credit score uh, that a lender would look for to qualify for a home buyer for a home loan? Well, with conventional loans, you would definitely want to have at least a six eighty um, or higher. Uh, with government loans, um, they are a little bit more forgiving. So, with FHA, with the lender that I'm with. Uh, we actually have a minimum credit score for si of a 640. Um, for veterans loans, we actually go down to a 620. Um, some of the other lenders actually go down with lower scores, but there's a difference of, um, I guess, the prerequisite of the down payment and where the down payments come from. But those are about the average across the board uh, with most lenders. Okay, now when you talk about down payment, then I want to try to make this as in, in lamest terms as possible because I know sometimes in the real estate industry, we professionals we throw out percentages pretty quickly and um, and we understand what that means. But let's let's take this through a slow process and say, a home buyer wants to buy a house and let's use a price range of one hundred and forty thousand dollars. Okay. What would you say would be the total amount of out-of-pocket expenses they would be required to? And I know there's a there's a lot of various programs, but you can also use this opportunity to talk about those as well in this example. Okay. So, I mean, essentially on a price, a house that's $140,000, you're looking at, depending on the loan program. So let's just use FHA, for example, because that's primarily 
um, one of the best loans out there right now, especially in Prince George's County, because they don't require a large down payment. Um, and that down payment would actually be uh, 3.5% down. So you're looking at basically about $5,000 out of your pocket for the down payment. Um, and then from there, uh, just to compare it to a conventional loan, normally most conventional loans you would pay about 5% down on um, to purchase with the conventional loan, and essentially that's about $7,000 out of your pocket. Um, so there's a pretty much a, a little bit of a difference, you know, going with FHA versus conventional. Now, the thing about the two loans that uh, may make sense for someone, so if you have a 640, you wouldn't be able to qualify for a conventional loan, even though that's a cheaper loan. But if you have, let's say, a 720, you would probably want to go with a conventional loan because you don't pay the upfront mortgage insurance that you would on an FHA loan. Um, in addition to – oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I just want to clarify for our listeners. When you talk about that 640 and 720, you're referring to credit scores, correct? Yes. And just okay. you know, so, so that I make a clarification here, we actually use the middle credit score of, um, of your three credit bureaus. So, for example, we actually would use um, the middle credit score and not the actual average of credit scores because I've heard customers come in and say, oh, do we use average? No, we actually don't. So if you have um, a 600 with Experian, a 640 with Equifax, and a 700 with TransUnion, we would use that 640, and we wouldn't necessarily add the two of them together. Okay. Excellent. So, now, you said that going with the FHA, they would have to bring about 3.5% down on that $140,000 loan. And you said yeah. that if they went with a conventional, they would need a credit score of 680, and that would be uh, a larger down payment of 5%, correct? Yes. Now, yeah, within that being – I'm sorry, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, that's fine. Well, with that being said, so now we discuss what their down payment would be. And what is this – can you talk a little bit about this closing cost that – Again, so the home buyers can be understand that there's a distinction between uh, that they were required to bring a down payment, which you said could either be FHA 3.5% or a conventional 5% of the total purchase price. What, what about the closing cost? What is, what is that, and how does that get calculated as well? So I guess the, the best way to explain closing costs, um, closing costs are the fees associated with the customer getting the loan. So... Um, my mortgage company would have fees. Um, for example, we would have a processing fee or an underwriting fee or a funding fee. Um, and then you would have fees from the title company, which could be an escrow fee um, and a number of their fees. In addition to that, there's also what's called transfer and recordation fees, which the county and the state that you're purchasing in um, would actually get paid. So that's what closing costs consist of. So sometimes, yes, you're all right. It's a little bit confusing um, of what the down payment and the closing costs are. Um, I guess one of the ways to look at it is the down payment is the money that you would put up to purchase the house. It's almost like an um, earnest money deposit or um, basically money to, to reserve uh, the loan for you. Okay. Now, what does that typically run? That's uh, Again, I know that it can vary based on the county. It can vary based on the actual uh, uh, city within that county, the zip code. But that's just used just on average, uh, going back to the $140,000 price range. We know they got to come with 3.5% of that purchase price. And now what closing costs would be required for a homeowner to bring as far as a percentage again, just to give them an idea of how much money they're looking to have or have to have in order to uh, engage in the home buying process? Well, I, I think it's one of those things where closing costs, like you mentioned, can vary, and it really depends on whether you decide to pay an origination point or discount points to buy your interest rate down. So the range of closing costs can be anywhere from, let's say, 3.5% to roughly about 5%. So if it's 5% on a $140,000 loan, you're looking at roughly about $7,000. So you would need your down payment, uh, in this case, if it's an FHA loan, let's just say $5,000, in addition to um, 
$7,000 for your closing, so that would be a total of about $12,000 out of your pocket to purchase the home with no down payment assistance or closing cost assistance. Okay, so $12,000 that that would be expected uh, to come out of their pocket for a $140,000 house. Now, that's with no, as you said, no down payment or closing cost programs or assistance. So let's talk a little bit about that and how that those programs can help that homeowner cut that cost significantly down from their what they have to bring uh, in order to help them purchase. Okay. What kind of so programs right, are available? Right now, um, let's take, for example, Prince George's County. Um, they just came out with a new program called the My Home Program. And it's actually a HUD-funded program that gives you about 5%, or gives you around 5% of the sales price. So you could actually go to this program and get $7,000 for your down payment and your closing costs to assist you in purchasing a home. Um, then there's another, uh, another uh, number of programs out there available in Prince George's County and Maryland, depending on the lender that you go with. I mean, you have the Federal Home Loan Bank Program, um, you have uh, the Maryland CDA program. Um, you know, also in Washington D.C., you have what's known as the HPAP program, which will give you up to, I think, it's still around forty thousand dollars for your down payment and closing cost assistance. So there are a number of options to help people um, who may not be in the financial position to put up a large down payment and come up with, you know, a large. Uh, a uh, large amount of closing costs so to to help them still get into a home. Okay, excellent. So just going with that again, keeping it pretty simple for the listeners, uh, what would you say if they went with a My Home program, they lived in Prince George's County, they wanted to buy a My Home or go through the My Home program, uh, again, on a $140,000 house, what would you say um, – would be and again I know everything varies so we just we yeah. can average just give somebody an idea what would you say would be the most they would have to come out of pocket uh, utilizing that program and sitting within as I know certain programs have well all the programs have income requirements that they have to fall under as well as uh, maybe some neighborhood requirements as as far as where you have to purchase but just taking all that out of the picture for right now and just saying that a home buyer wanted to come in and they want to use a home my home program to purchase a home in Prince George's County. What would you say would be the um, minimum amount of money they have, to, or the maximum amount of money they may have to come out of their pocket with, if they fall within the income requirements? Well, you, you know what? Actually, it would be a uh, little to uh, no money out of pocket. And when I say no money, I'm thinking probably under two thousand dollars because you would still have to pay for your appraisal up front, your home inspection you know, a number of incidental fees that you would have to pay for out of your pocket, but it still would probably be, you know, $2,000 or under. Um, with the My Home program, uh, let's use that for an example like you mentioned, on $140,000, you're looking to get in 5%, so that's $7,000. So if we use, for example, an FHA loan, remember the down payment is 3.5%. So in that 3.5%, that's basically $5,000 that comes out of the 7000 So in this example, the customer's down payment would already be taken care of. So then you have your closing costs that ranges, let's just say in this case, 35 to 5%. We'll use 5% for a better example. So what would happen is uh, you would use that additional $2,000 uh, for the closing costs. Now remember, we said closing costs can range up to 5%. So if it's up to 5%, that's $7,000 left over. You subtract the $2,000 from the My Home program that's left over after you pay your initial down payment, so you have 5000 left. Now, since this is a buyer's market, most of the time your real estate agent can get you closing help paid by the seller. So if you can get your seller to pay an additional, let's say, 3%, um, what would happen is you shouldn't have to put out a whole lot of money out of your pocket. You know, essentially, if you can get 3% paid, that would roughly be $4,200. So you would only be left with about 1800 Okay, um, excellent. I'm sorry, go ahead, continue. 
Oh, so I guess just to, to make the point that it would be, you know, pretty much under $2,000 because all of the incidental fees such as an appraisal, termite inspection, home inspection, all of those fees would go toward um, paying some of your closing costs or applied to the program. So uh, basically it would uh, give you the ability to walk into a house with not a whole lot of money out of your pocket. Okay, excellent, excellent. Now, would you mind um, giving your contact information in case any of the listeners want to contact you to find out more about your programs and your services? Okay, yeah. My The best way to reach me is uh, phone number 301-221-8565. And the best email address to reach me on is jbrown, that's J-B-R-O-W-N, at Jarriot which is spelled J-E-R-R-I-E-T-T, Brown, B-R-O-W-N, dot com. And would you repeat that one more time for our listeners in case they okay. which is getting a pen? Okay. And telephone number is 301-221-8565. And the email address is J-B-R-O-W-N at J-E-R-R-I-E-T-T. B R O W N dot com. And you know, that's Jerry at Brown, um, senior loan officer with McLean Mortgage. Excellent. And Mr. Brown, would you still uh, mind hanging on the line? Uh, we're gonna take some questions at about maybe ten minutes from listeners on the call. So okay. if you can hang on the line and I'll let them ask you questions, I would appreciate that. Okay. Sounds good. And uh just wanna do a quick summary of the discussion, just uh summarize everything we just talked about. So basically, a home buyer right now, uh, as Mr. Otz talked about, now is the best time to buy real estate. Prices are have pretty much become affordable for first-time home buyers. And you're saying that, again, we use the example of Prince George's County and a home for $140,000 price range, that a buyer can walk in. Again, we, we're taking a lot of assumptions here. But a buyer can come out of their pocket if they use the right program, uh, about $2,000, give or take, right? Hello, uh, Mr. Brown? Yes. Hello? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so this is definitely the best time to purchase a home, and it's probably been the best time since, you know, the, the Great Depression. I mean, if you look at real estate over, you know, a number of years, let's just take if you had purchased a home back in 1975 and through, uh, you know, 2011, before we had the glitch in the market, you know, over the last couple of years, real estate had probably appreciated over uh, 450%. So, for example, if you had purchased, you know, a $100,000 home back during that time to now, that home would be worth $450,000. So between where the real estate market is right now and prices being as low as they are, in addition to the interest rates being, you know, at an all-time low, it's definitely the best time to purchase. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that, those excellent points. Now, King Street wants to – you've heard from real estate professionals. you heard from a real estate broker, and you've also heard from a mortgage lender. Now we want to transition and actually hear from the home buyers themselves who are actually engaged in the process to get their thoughts and their feelings as far as is this process as simple as we talk about here over the phone or as it seemed to be a little more uh, challenging and difficult from their perspective. And so we have a guest um, that I'd like to introduce. Uh, our first guest, Ms. Janelle, would you mind? Uh, hello? Are you on the phone? I'm here. How are you doing, ma'am? Good. Would you mind saying your complete name for our listening audience? My name is Janelle Davis, and I am a first-time homebuyer. And Ms. Davis, where exactly are you in? Will we say in where stage are you in the home buying process currently? Uh, right now, I am under contract, and I've already gone for my home inspection. Okay. Now, what have you? What are your thoughts up to the point where you are now as far as the home buying process? Is it, from, is it frustrating? Has it been rewarding? Has it been um, just a learning experience? What are your thoughts on that? It's definitely been a learning experience. It's 
been very stressful, um, at least my experience. Um, I, I went through about four real estate agents, and it, it was just very stressful. Um, but I will say the main thing, if you're a first-time home buyer, to definitely do your research up front before you take any steps. Okay. Now, you said you actually have a contract on your home. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, uh, what is the, um, would you mind sharing, what is the contract price you have on your home? The contract price is 126000 in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, off of 301. And how many bedrooms and bathrooms would you have in your home? This This house has three bedrooms, two full baths, and two half baths. It's a three-level three townhome uh, with a deck in the rear, and it's an end unit. Okay, excellent. Now, you talked about you've gone through four real estate agents um, to find that particular home. How long did it take you? Well, let me ask you this way. Uh, did it take you four real estate agents to find that home, or did one real estate agent in particular help you find that home? Um. I actually, when I found my last real estate agent, we found the home within the first week that we met, and it was actually on our first trip. Um, we found wow. the home. Wow! So it was really quick, but it it goes to show you need to be careful in selecting your agent. So let me just get that correct. You're saying that you went to four real estate agents. Well, let's back up for a second just to make sure I get some clarity to this. How long? Uh, would you say you started the process when you first started? How, how many months did you spend with those other three agents before you were, you found the fourth one? I started late November 2010. So it was I was really with one agent most of the time, and uh, the problem with that is what the gentleman earlier mentioned. He was after the commission, and not he wasn't in my best interest. So he actually kind of, and it sounds maybe a little awkward, but he kind of did push me in the home. And when we, I was on the contract, I wasn't happy with the home. And he basically told me that I couldn't get out the contract. He wouldn't let me go see the home um, after we went under contract. He told me I couldn't. And um, he just was trying to find all ways to, to get me not to get out of the contract. And he also told me to go get a lawyer. Um, to try to buy him more time because, you know, when you go for inspection, at least for my contract, you had seven days until you can terminate the contract if you were dissatisfied with the inspection. So he told me to go seek a lawyer so that that way it will take buy some more time and um, I would be stuck with the home. Okay. Now, just going back to what you said earlier, you said that so when you got your last real estate agent after you started in November, the home buying process, selecting your last real estate agent, you found a home within your first week with that real estate agent? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was the first, first outing that we had. Now, that just really goes to show one of the things I always advocate when I do my home buying uh, first-time home buyer classes is that selecting the real the right real estate professional uh, definitely distinguishes whether you're going to have a uh, rewarding experience as a first-time home buyer going through the process, or whether you're going to have a very frustrating experience going through the process. And your uh, your example definitely illustrates that point. So, yeah. Now, it, it, are I, you? I totally agree. Now, would you say that once you found this real estate professional? Um, did he handle the transaction differently as far as setting your expectations that Mr. Oz alluded to earlier? Did he do a good job of that? What would you say would be the primary difference between him and your first realtor you worked with? Wow. There were a lot of differences. He he definitely seemed more in tune to what I wanted, and he tried his best to stick within my price range. Uh, I actually rode with him you know, to to see the houses. My other agent, we always met, or in fact, my old agent, he asked me to come pick him up to go see houses. Um, and he just seemed very much in tune, and he made sure that he understood exactly what I wanted so that he could eliminate 
uh, several houses for me automatically. And that's why it was so easy to find the home that I wanted because he knew it, what I was looking for. Okay. And did you, um, what, what suggestions would you give other first-time home buyers who have not found their home yet as far as tips, as far as to be prepared? Well, to be prepared, definitely take home buyer courses. You really don't know what you're getting into until you start um, when selecting your agent, interview every agent and have thorough questions to try to figure out if they will be in your best interest and if they fit you. Not not everybody will fit you. Um, know your price point and stick to it. And, um, again, like the other gentleman said, be realistic because initially I was looking for $100,000 homes, uh, but I wanted three bedroom, three baths, and it just it just wasn't happening. So I, I wasn't being realistic. Um, get to know your 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 lender. You know, ask questions. If you don't understand, ask questions because there are a lot of terms and numbers that you just you don't know where they're coming from. You don't know what they mean. So ask as many questions as you possibly can, and also. Look at your options uh, as far as the programs that they mentioned earlier. There are several programs, but not each lender uses those programs. So find out what works for you, and that will also help you select your lender. Okay. Well, thank you, Ms. Davis, for your sharing your story, your experience with us, and your advice. And thank you for being a, a guest on King Street. You're welcome. I'd like to bring up one more home buyer that's in the process right now. She's in a different stage. Um, her name is Tamiko Sean. Uh, Tamiko, are you with us? Yes, Mr. King, I am. How are you doing today, Miko? I'm great, and you? I'm doing great. You don't mind me calling you Miko? I just shorten your name like that. Is that sure, a problem? That's fine. No, okay. No well, I just want to ask you a few questions. We um, have a few uh, about eight minutes left in the show. I just want to quickly just talk about where you are in the home buying process and uh, what are your thoughts on it uh, as far as your experience going through this. Um, the process I'm in now is I uh, had to basically fire my current mortgage um, lender because she was not getting back uh, to me and my real estate agent in a timely manner on some homes I was interested in putting bids on. So um, I realized after talking with a friend that I have the power in my hands and that I can fire people, you know, if I need to, if I don't feel that they're doing the job for me that I hire them to do. So I went back to the drawing board, viewed a bunch of uh, mortgage lenders, and um, just made some mental notes on things that they could offer me. And I made a decision recently to go with one who I'll be working with and, um, I'm happy about that because now I can go back out with my real estate agent again and start looking for homes. Okay. Uh, now, are you... As... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I also meant to um, to mention that I started my home buying process in September of 2010, so it's kind of been a long haul. Um, it's been exciting in some ways, uh, but in some instances, it's been a little frustrating as well. Okay. Now, it's interesting that um, in the two callers that we had on, the two home buyers that we've had on the call, both have talked about firing their real estate professionals. One had to fire a real estate agent because of the, uh, the fact it was taking a long time, and you mentioned firing a lender. And so in, pep in preparing a home buyer must choose or select their real estate professionals. Again, I echo the statement that you're – your choice in who you use as a real estate professional will determine whether or not you have a rewarding or a frustrating experience and how quickly you actually get to the uh, um, get through the home buying process. And, Miko, um, in one minute, because we got to get ready to wrap up, what advice would you give first-time home buyers that are going through the process? Um, to piggyback on what Ms. Davis mentioned, um, taking the home buyers' classes are really key. I think it really opens your mind to things. I also want to stress budgeting before, during, and after the home buying process because that's really important. Uh, making sure you're not going out and buying huge purchases prior to getting the home because that would mess up your credit. 
things like buying a car or expensive electronics, things of that nature. Um, being really organized so that when the lender says, I need your W-2s, your other tax forms and financial documents, you'll be able to get that to them in a timely manner. And um, also doing your research is really, really key. And um, asking your real estate agent to send you listings online so you can weed out the homes you don't want. And I can't stress this enough as a single female doing a crime search before um, going out and looking at the home so you can kind of, you know, have your areas picked out. And if you like the house, put a bid on it. Excellent, excellent, excellent advice. And thank you for being on King Street. And I we appreciate you. you taking the time and and putting out your advice and sharing your story. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Now, what I'd like to do in our last five minutes of the show is bring out back out Mr. Trevor Otz. He didn't get an opportunity, if he's still on the line, to talk about uh, his contact information and share that with the listening audience as well. Mr. Otz, are you still available? Yeah, Chris, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yeah, um, uh, before I give you the contact information, I did want to make uh, one important point uh, about the uh, the first lady's experience is that the first time that you look at a real estate contract, should not be when you're getting ready to write a contract. And I would say that no matter who your real estate agent is or what company you're working with, ask them to go over the terms of the real estate contract that you'll be using uh, based upon the jurisdiction that you're located in. That way, the first time that you see the contract and that way the first time that you uh, are made aware of the terms is not when you're being asked to make a decision. The general rule of thumb is that if it's a good deal today, then it's a good deal tomorrow. So never get rushed into a decision and never look at a contract and sign it the same day. So I would say the very first time that you enter into the process, hey, ask for a copy of that contract, ask for a copy of the potential addendum that you'll be asked to uh, sign, and ask them to go over what the uh, impact of signing uh, that contract is and to go over the contract in complete detail. Uh, as for my uh, uh, contact information, I can be contacted at 301-485-9411. Uh, once again, it's 301-485-9411. Thank you, Mr. Otz. That's excellent advice. I'd like to thank all our guests for being on King Street, and I want to do a quick summary of what we talked about today. We've interviewed a mortgage lender. We've interviewed a real estate broker, and we interviewed two home buyers in, at different stages in the process. And we wanted to really educate the listening audience on we talk about now is the best time to buy real estate, and everyone knows that. It's been shared quite a bit. But what's important is being prepared to enter into this transaction, to enter into engaging in the business of real estate, which I like to say because you're actually going to be paying these real estate professionals for their time and their services. And so with that being said, home buyers, you're entering into a business transaction, and preparation is the most important thing. Can't stress it enough. You've heard several different tips and suggestions from the real estate broker, the lender, and the two home buyers that I feel are excellent advice and suggestions. And what I really want to say and to wrap up the King Street show today is if one word, it is buy now, but prepare first. Great and show, Chris. And thank you very much, but we are out of time. And um, we really appreciate it. We look forward to next week's show as well. And um, we will um, get an opportunity. Just remember, this show is downloadable on iTunes, and we will talk to you next week. Go ahead and wrap it Thank up, Thank you, Chris. Michael. You're Thank welcome. Thank you. And I just want, to, just want to wrap up with saying my contact information is uh, my company's Realty Resolution Services, and my web address is www.rrshelps.com. Dot com, and the number is 301-433-4147. Again, that's Realty Resolution Services, www.rrshelps.com, 301-433-4147. Thank you, Michael, for, um, for, again, another episode of King Street. Thank you. We'll look forward to next week. Thank you.
Yeah. 